0: And welcome. It is Devious Motives. Episode number, uh, we're losing count of this. What episode are we? Nine? Ten? It is Friday the 14th of uh, uh, October 2022. Uh, We've got debates happening around the country. It's a hugely important time in the world of the body politic. You had debates uh, last night. If you're listening to the most recent episode, that would be Thursday night, the 13th. You had Ron Johnson taken on uh, Mandela Barnes, uh, basically pro cop versus anti cop or defund versus stick with the funding. Uh, You had uh, you have, uh, of course, Herschel Walker and Warnock. They're going to debate. But overnight, we ended up uh, seeing yet another hero lose their lives on the mean streets of America, this time in Raleigh. Five people shot five people shot, believed to be a 15 year old kid there in uh, Raleigh, decided he was going to go and start assassinating people. This on the uh, on the on the tail end of what happened in Bristol, Connecticut, you've had 12 cops killed this week. I mean, if if, if you had tw- I'm not even going to use the analogy. You know what? Because I don't think it has to be used that way. But you have 12 police officers who lost their lives this week. And I didn't see a single speech from Joe Biden or Kamala Harris. I didn't hear a, a word of comfort from the January 6th committee. None of it. None of it. It's disgraceful. It's terrible. It's shocking. It's awful. And nobody wants to speak up for the cops. Nobody wants to speak up for the men and women of law enforcement. But we have someone who will coming up in the uh, uh, next segment. Michael Letts from Invest USA. Uh, he is a uh, 30-year veteran of law enforcement, and we're going to dive into this with him. And we're going to ask him, what's the answer here? What is the answer here to getting people to understand that our, our streets need to be safe, our families need to be safe, and, and we're not going to accept any substitute uh, in, in that regard? But uh, let me jump into a couple of things. president is out on the West Coast uh, spending time in Hollywood, uh, raising money, from I think among the worst human beings in all of the body politic, uh, the Hollywood left who is responsible for so much of the decay and uh, death and destruction of of, of our country um, he's out there on the west coast he goes out there to collect checks he doesn't give speeches out in public it's it's really quite something. Uh, one of the uh, great pieces that I saw running in the overnight Uh, that I think it's worth uh, considering on, on devious motives is this suddenly now the left is going to try to convince you that they're the party of the working people. You heard Joe Biden say in the last 24 hours that if the Republicans get in control, they're going to repeal the inflation reduction act. They're going to do all these sort of radical changes to, uh, to your country, that it's going to cause everything to be much more expensive than it was before. They hated the working class in 2016. They they only wanted to hear from the elites that loved Hillary Clinton. You think working class people were queuing up for six and seven hours in 2016 to hear from Hillary Clinton? No, they were doing it with Trump. I mean, let's be honest. You think the working class people have the ability to go to a Biden dinner or a Kamala Harris dinner to raise money for their campaigns? Do you think that's the case? Of course not. The vast majority of people listening to this podcast are um, are people who have to work for a living. They don't get to make movies for a living. Uh, they they don't get to uh, they don't get to live in the world of pretend. They live in realville, as Rush Limbaugh would famously say many many times. They understood realville. They understand realville, and they know what it's like to try to make ends meet, and how it is you have to. Worry when you get a call to respond to a domestic uh, assault someplace in this country that uh, Cretans and demons aren't going to be there to kill cops. And unfortunately, this is the this is the new world we're living in. I, I have a deep conversation with. Uh, with Mr. Letts, Michael Letts from Invest, uh, because. These cops that are patrolling our streets don't have to do this. He choose to do this. What would happen if all the cops in Chicago walked off the job? What would happen if all the cops in Baltimore or Charlotte, uh, Los Angeles, just walked off the job? Just said, you know what, I'm not doing it anymore. What are you going to do about it? Many of those jurisdictions, they wouldn't let you have a firearm. They wouldn't let you concealed carry. You'd be be totally out of luck. And he gives us uh, six action pieces. He's got six ideas that we ought to take advantage of looking at this sort of stuff. Uh, we'll we'll be talking to him. The public safety issue is just it's it's a massive issue. I mean, it, there's just no way around it. In 2020, the rioters, the looters, the maniacs had a good run. They had a good run of trying to destroy this country, but the rebuttal will be heard in 2022, and I think that's the important message all the way around it's It's incredible what we're looking at. On my program, I have commentary about nuclear war, and I don't want that to freak you out, but I've been struck by the flippantness of the conversation involving nuclear war. If anybody in the prior administration, and I'm not doing whataboutism, but if anybody in the prior administration had even like alluded to nuclear conflict, you would have had, oh my gosh norm eisen and all the wackos on cnn and msnbc they'd be self-immolating my gosh nobody has gone back and asked the president what he meant by nuclear armageddon it's an insane time to really be watching politics in america it's remarkable it's remarkable but i think what we're all looking for right now is the ability to figure out the pathway forward and I think that's hugely important. I'm about action. I'm about analysis. So what do you say we uh, we get this underway and we check in with Michael Letts, Devious Motives guest for today on law enforcement, what's happening, and what you can do about it. I'm Brett Witterbull. You're listening to Devious Motives. You know, it's uh, been a shocking week for the uh, the attacks on law enforcement as they continue. Uh, following the deaths of two police officers, questions now arise as to why those in law enforcement are being targeted. We saw uh, another mass shooting in the overnight hours uh, in, in Raleigh. And uh, I want to welcome to the program law enforcement veteran Michael Letts. He's, uh, he's left with disturbing questions following the death of these two beloved officers and the, uh, the the officer in, in Raleigh that was killed overnight. Uh, Michael, it's good to be with you. Uh, you. You do terrific work over at Invest and um, Invest USA. I wanted to get your thoughts on this. What is going on? Is there a war on cops in this country?
1: Well, there definitely is. And let me give you our listeners a little bit of a further update. We're at Friday, so we're at the end of this week. Mm-hmm. This week alone, we've had 12 officers killed. That's wow. unprecedented. Uh, this is within within four days, five days. There is no question they're being targeted. We lost two in uh, Bristol, one in Raleigh. This is just within the last 12, 14 hours. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, of course, the like additional one in Bristol is in critical condition. They're being shot with assault rifles, which is why it is so critical that we make sure they have active shooter vests instead of just the concealable vests, because they would have been saved had they had active shooter vests. But when you begin to get calls, and this is becoming common now, calls that are not actual, and you can't tell when the call comes in, whether it's a real distress call or not, and they arrive on a scene and then they're being ambushed. Uh, there is no question they're being targeted, and this is happening all across the country. And the reason why we think they're being targeted is obviously there is a strong move afoot to defund and to eliminate the local and state law enforcement. Of course, we feel like there's a reason behind that. We feel like it's because they want to involve national law enforcement, which has already been compromised, weaponized, and politicized. We see that with the FBI and ATF and others as we speak. And so this is just another way of help finishing off the job of eliminating local and state law enforcement. When you look at it, Brett, you see what we pay them, what we ask them to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, We vilify them. We don't give them the equipment that they need. It is so bad in New York City alone, 2,500 officers walked off the job, even though they were eligible for their pension within two to three years. They walked away from their retirement. I mean, that's unprecedented. When you serve for 20 some odd years and you're retirement is sitting there and you're going to walk away from it. It's that bad. And this is just, this is New York. You say, well, it's New York, but it's happening all across the country. Uh, Obviously, it's happening in Democratic-led cities. I'm not trying to be prejudicial. I'm just simply giving facts.
0: Sure, sure.
1: It's happening in Democratic-led cities much more than it is in Republican states or Republican-led cities. And the reason why is because there seems to be a clear distinction that uh, they go to where they're appreciated and valued. And uh, that's why this is such a critical matter as we discuss this today.
0: What is amazing to me is the multiple prongs of this attack, because we can look at those officers in Bristol. We can look at the officer in Raleigh. We can uh, uh, look back to a number of constables in Houston, Texas at the beginning of the year that were losing their lives. Uh, I mean, it, it goes on and on and on and on. And then we look at the border with with Mexico, and we see the delegitimization of law enforcement down on the border, effectively surrendering to the cartels in the same way that we've surrendered to the street gangs in Chicago, Baltimore, Correct. New York. Um, has America lost – do you think it's lost its nerve when it comes to handling crime? It's uh, th- th- the only thing I can think of. And I say this because here we have yesterday – uh, what should have been a slam-dunk capital charge with the with the Parkland shooter, and he's now going to be in prison at the taxpayer's expense for the next 50 years. This, this feels like we have lost our way when it comes to battling crime generally in the country.
1: You're exactly right, Brent. That, that is what is so concerning about this particular. And you add the component you just talked about. There, there are two distinct components here. There is the judicial system which we now have in this country a two-tier justice system we have seen that and i'm just going to use something that everybody can relate to on your show they can on the federal level they can go after conservatives they choose to ignore uh, laptops and email right. uh, scrubs for others that you and i would be under the jail for sure so there's obviously a two-tier justice system but then the second thing that we really see happening here is they have set the stage to allow fear to dominate our communities. Mm -hmm. The number one polls are showing that safety and fear is the biggest issue on the street today. They Mm -hmm. have established an open border policy, and we've known for a fact for years, I've been trumpeting it for years, that we have credible intel from not just the United States, but... Panama, Venezuela, others were in their prisons, ISIS, Al Qaeda, and others are putting their terrorists into these caravans and marching them across the border. We know that when they get here, they have one uh, nefarious goal in mind, and they don't just go out and rob a candy bar. They're using high-powered weapons to go after and target our law enforcement officers. They're also doing that to target our children and our school systems, Mm -hmm. and they're engaging people to go to mass areas. We've seen mall shootings and things along those lines so that they're beginning to make sure the perception is there that local and state law enforcement cannot handle the job. The only way to get this under control is they're. Famous slogan, never fear the U.S. government is here. Yeah. And if they can turn it over to the Fed, the Bureau, ATF, and others, of course, they've already paved the way for the narrative. And what is their narrative? Guns mm-hmm. cause all these violent issues. I've never seen a gun shoot itself, but hey, maybe I'm looking in the wrong place. And, and, so they and, will then use mm-hmm. that to go after our guns.
0: And And yet we know about the reporting. I was speaking to somebody yesterday from the Second Amendment Foundation. We know that, according to the reporting, The FBI is now cooking the books to try to make it look like the the person with the concealed carry permit isn't as effective as they otherwise would be. By the way, they count those numbers. I mean, there's a a broad scope approach to uh, delegitimizing the individual when it comes to uh, defense, uh, whether it's uh, being... being suspicious you know, we just did a
1: really or anything. Unbelievable. Brad, and, 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 and here's what the FBI has done, so that your listeners can get a real grasp of, of the deception. Please. And how this this was not this is not happenstance. This is a well orchestrated movement to remove firearms and to, to re- destroy the remaining freedoms this country had. Back on the FBI, they reported reporting that 4.4 percent of violent crimes were interrupted due to someone having a uh, firearm, a concealed weapon permit. Mm-hmm. But when you, that's the headline. But when you look at the body and the statistics within their report, it's actually 40%, not 4.4%. It's 40%. So the second thing that you and listeners need to aware of is this is out of 100,000 cases that were reported last year alone. Now, here's what I want your listeners to understand. That's 100,000 incidences. A violent crime being interrupted by citizens carrying firearms, okay? That's what's reported. That is not somebody that walked into a gas station was going to rob it and happened to see me standing there with my sidearm on my, on my hip and said, mm, I think I'll pass today. You never know about those. You also never know about those that, you know, uh, they, I maybe – were scared off, and I didn't have the time to call it in. You know, right. or, or I'm talking about an average citizen or, or do a report. So we're talking about a hundred, over a hundred thousand documented. It's probably the realistic figure. It's probably tenfold of that. There's probably been a million cases a year of crime that's been averted by people can't carry firearms. Now, why do they not want that out? Because that destroys the narrative about let's remove firearms. What that does is the exact opposite. It causes reinforces what Invest has been saying all along: every American should be carrying a firearm without restriction in any state in the country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have a constitutional right to do that. You should just be carrying a gun, period, regardless, where wherever you're at. That's what this country needs. If we do this, we'll get a handle on this violent crime and reduce it. If not, they're gonna to continue to do their exercise in forcing themselves to be in a position to where they can remove our firearms and take away the remaining freedoms that we have.
0: Michael Letts is uh, with Invest USA. Let's, let's talk about what it is that you're doing to actually save lives on the ground at the tip of the spear with these law enforcement professionals who uh, could, could, could find a much easier life, I'm sure, uh, but picking up a, a regular old job rather than protecting all of us. But, but you all are, are working really hard to make sure these men and women, these special, special patriots are, are going to be kept safe. How does that work?
1: Well, we started MVS 30 years ago to provide uh, concealable weapon, uh, uh, body armor at that time, because that was all that was available. Mm-hmm. 52% of cops had no protection at all. We got that down to 20%. In the last decade, the uh, criminal element has gotten smarter, because a concealable vest, the ones you see under the shirt, will only stop a sidearm, a right? pistol. We won't right. stop a rifle. And so they began to use assault rifles and uh, begin to target law enforcement. So we developed new technology called active shooter vests. Currently today, 90% of officers do not have active shooter vests, which is why you're seeing the statistic officers being cut down, picked off left and right. So we are determined to make sure that happens. And we've raised, uh, put over 10,000 vests on officers. People say, wow, that's fantastic. Well, let me give you the flip side of that equation. We have 1.3 million officers in this country. 90% don't have active shooter vests. You can see we have a major issue ahead. They are attempting to use that, that uh, making a horrible working environment, making sure they're not protected, making sure they're not paid. And then they've changed policies and procedures. You know, somebody, I have to throw this in, Brent. They sure. just said, well, isn't Congress trying to get some additional money uh, for you know, the Democrats are trying to get some additional money in for police? Well, when you look at what they just passed about two weeks ago, it, No they're saying we'll give you some additional money for officers for three years. However, in taking any federal dollars, you have to agree to change your policies and procedures. and oh, procedures are no pursuit policies, restraint policies. So here's what comes to your mind when you're a cop. If I'm pursuing you or you and I are engaged and you're a murderer or whatever you are. And really I'm literally fighting for my life. Mm-hmm. Even though I survive, I may have grabbed your neck too hard and I may be the one to go to jail. So, um, uh, it's just they're doing everything they can. And you, you talked about what can Inves, what is Invest doing. Well, let me give quick six quick things that Invest is doing. Please. First and foremost, we're asking listeners, because law enforcement, especially local and state law enforcement, know the government is not supporting them and does not have their back. The morale is lower than it's ever been in history. So please find a first responder today, a cop today, and just wave and say thank you for your service. Make a huge difference. Second of all, go to our website, You it's a charity. If you're able to contribute to make sure they have an active shooter vest, do so. Whatever it is. We we don't care what the what the amount is. Whatever you're able to do because it lets the officers know the community and the American people are behind it. Then thirdly, make sure, this is an important issue, make sure that you own a firearm and know how to use it. We have gotten to the point in this country now where you're going to have to be called upon to defend yourself, Mm -hmm. your family, your neighbors, and perhaps even help assist uh, first responders. And fourthly, we're asking if you go to our website, there is a place that you can click on to register. Why is this important? The time for sitting on the sidelines is over. The American politician needs to understand that the vast majority of Americans do not appreciate the direction this country is headed, do not appreciate what's happening with violent crime. And we're determined to take our freedoms and liberties back. And then the fifth thing that we would ask of them to do is we have a legal offensive fund. Why is that important? We're going to start going after these federal agencies that have been weaponized and politicized and forcing them to provide answers through the court system as to why they're violating our constitutional rights. And then the final thing, the sixth thing is, you know, there is a midterm elections in a few weeks. Yep. Please make sure that you are voting and that we put people that will not defend our Constitution out of office and restore it with those who will defend our freedoms and liberties.
0: Absolutely outstanding that you are doing this. You know, the, the common refrain from people is somebody should do something. Well, you guys are doing something, and we can all do something uh, with you and um, take the streets back and, and make us safer. Michael Lett, Invest USA. InvestUSA.org for that for that information. Appreciate you coming on the program, my friend, and uh, God bless you and the men and women who are out there riding in uh, in law enforcement, keeping us safe.
1: Well, thank you, Brent. God bless you. Thank you for what you're doing to help restore this country. And God bless you, and God bless America.
0: Amen. Michael Letts, somebody who's out there trying to do something about this insanity that's taking place in our country. And um, if you do see law enforcement, be sure to. Uh, to thank them for the service that they are doing because remember they don't have to do that job all right that's going to do it for us i am brett Witterbull. another great week of devious motiving coming up next week until then enjoy the weekend enjoy the debates and we'll talk to you next time